We want to build better shooters in the field. That's yeah. what we want to do. But there's three things that outfitters tell us they want um, their hunter to be able to do, and there's three angst they have. Number one, okay, target acquisition. 100%. It's so piss it pisses outfitters off so bad. Number two is that the outfitter feels like they have to build the approach and a guy has no idea how to even do what he needs to do to get the shot off. Th those are the two big ones, and I would say the third one for us that we see all the time and hear all the time is lack of follow-up and communication of follow-up. A guy doesn't know what to do when he says he misses. Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. From Montana to Mexico, Alaska to Asia, Colorado to Canada, we hunt the world. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Get ready to hunt the world and let's get started. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. Welcome to the Bone Cave. Um, I cleaned it up. Did anybody notice? I Gosh. did. Actually, when I came in to um, set up for the podcast, I noticed a little. Okay. Well, I didn't clean the floor. Well, that but, was the only thing that but, I would say. But I did. I, so that thing was a menagerie. The the, uh, um, the, the podium by the, the green screen. Yeah, the podium in front of the green screen was a menagerie of shit. And so I cleaned all that up. And then I reorganized this, and I did buy um, – I, I ordered eight skull hookers for um, bones because and then i also set up delivery today for because brad and i both have two um shoulder doll mount sheep. doll sheep coming out of stone oh. that are super nice oh. and um we ordered those because those will be in here too um but fact of the matter is um i i when i said it ordered i didn't order two doll sheep you I, or you i got the shipping arranged oh you got from gotcha gotcha uh, I got Reno. the shipping from no, I got the I, I did. I got the shipping from Reno to the Expo arranged today, and then and then I got Expo to here. I I got a transporter who's bringing my my uh, um your my desert, desert and those two. That'd be nice to see. So the same guy that delivered my stone, I just called him today. So you could take him to sheep this year sheep show. Well, that he's gonna. Yeah. No, I'm gonna pick. They, yes, they are gonna be at sheep show. They've been at sheep show before, but well, I'm gonna bring them into sheep show. So yeah. And you guys are going to have a nice booth there, so yeah, everybody so, should stop by. Yeah, stop by the Sheep Show. It's the 11th through the 14th, or 12th through the 15th, right? Of January, 2023. 12th, 13th, 14th. Is that correct? 13, uh, that's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, Thursday, uh, Friday, Saturday of that week. Of that week. <laughs> I, think it's, I, think it's, I think it's the 12th. 13th, and which we're going to get our tickets tonight. Yep, I know. Um, Ooh. So I've been nice. looking at them, and they're they're staying about. But we we only have two days left, and then they go crazy. Nice. So anyway, thirteenth and fourteenth. Yep. <laughs> yep. Twelve, thirteenth, and fourteenth. So anyway, um, yeah. So welcome to the Bone Cave. We're happy to have everybody in here today. Um, and uh, I have, as always, Brad Dana and Bleep with me. Hashtag three ninety three. I didn't quite do three ninety three, but I did shot a stomper I, though, didn't I, you? I got a really good bull. I'm super gorgeous bull. I'm super happy with him. I'm just like yeah. holy smokes. I just can't even believe New Mexico is my new favorite state, you know? Well, it's funny because one day uh, you were doing the training because we do a Monday training every week. Yes. And you were talking about your hunt strategy. And I was, I'm in and out on those calls. And I was like, I was going to interject and I was going to say, ooh, but don't you want to add New Mexico to that? Because there's some intangibles that New Mexico has. But anyway, yeah, because first of all, everybody's on the even footing for an elk tag, right? And, 100%. and if you are interested in a landowner tag, get that opportunity. If you're interested in an outfitted hunt, you go into a different pool. So, I mean, there's some cool things about New Mexico that I really like. And it's where I shot my first elk. And they got giant elk. Giant elk. Big elk. Th that, really that, elk. Elk that, Brandon, that elk that Brandon was after, mm -hmm. I know he was broke up high on, the, on, yeah. his, on his left side. Still a 380 class bull, it looked like to yeah. me. It was a giant. Yeah, yeah it was. A big well, it was. Yeah, I saw the photo of that. Yeah, it's just like holy smokes. So, and he killed a good one too. But anyway, it's just there's there's a lot of good things about New Mexico. But today we're not going to talk about New Mexico. We're actually going to talk about our shooting academies, our extended range shooting academies. Right. Should mention though, the, if you want to know more about that, you, last podcast you guys talked about the New Mexico hunt. So. Uh, reference that last podcast. So. Yeah, go ahead and reference that. I don't, and what number was that? Uh, 143. 
143 in a row, and we've never missed one yet. And let's not get big in our britches, but I don't. We're going to try not to, too. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So our shooting schools, shooting academies, those are fun. That's one neat thing about them. They're really fun, and we do them all summer long, and they're still fun well, for us, aren't they? Unless it's too hot. <laughs> well, even when it's hot, you know, I get a charge out of it. Um, but you're right. When it's hot, it, it takes a little bit out for us because we've been at it so long. But the shooting academy is what I would say, and what I'm finding out the more we do them, and now this is on our fifth year or fourth year, is that they're an experience that we that, – that the shooter that comes to the academy engages in, one, it's in a Western setting, two, it's, uh, it's provided by Western hunters mm-hmm. that have a Western hunting approach, whether it be predators – to to big game you show me a guy that's a coyote hunter and i'll show you a guy that's a killer um and even like this last week in new mexico or two weeks ago whatever it's been now you know they were concerned about my stony sticks right and when i got they them out flabbergasted they were like are you sure you don't because they had the big yeah primo's big gnarly thing the primo's um uh tilt head that goes chunk, clunk 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 on can, the big can, are you used to using that well, yep. <laughs> so much so they go, dude, those, they looked at each other, my two guys, and went, they're a piece of shit. And I'm like, mm, best shooting stick in the world. And it's just funny because here, and it's not that those guys aren't experienced, experienced guides, because they are, but they know what works for most people. And that's the application that they can get up high enough for right. people because people aren't used to finding a way to build an approach immediately. Well, what I liked about their approach was they had, had one. A, exactly they had an approach copy. because for an outfitter uh, there's nothing more frustrating than having a client who can't find the game or can't get a shot at the game or shoots at the game and misses cuz it's a win for them to be successful yeah and and so i really appreciate that because um you know once in a while like uh, my guy he he brought him and then he he skipped him he goes do you want me to bring him and i go you know what these have an application that mine don't if I have to stand. I'm going to fight tooth and nail to not stand. Yeah, but you might as well not but not take them. And here's the other thing. They're a great glassing tool for you. So right. bring them. The, I just, well, just, that's what you I just noticed. bring yours, and, and I'm, I'm in charge of myself unless I look for assistance from you, and then I want your sticks. Well, that's actually a really good point. In charge of yourself. I think that the first thing I could tell people that are shooting school – does for people when they get here or at least one of the primary principles that we want to deliver is we want you to start building your own attitude approach and application to your hunt with that said rifle and that shooting approach right because you own your own approach and you have your own approach and you're not and and that gives you confidence which immediately builds confidence in the guide oh for sure because i know my guide you know the the <laughs> tony looks at me and goes oh my god and he looks at his uh partner and he said dude look at those pieces of shit. and then he go i go i i lo-. he goes well we usually shoot higher you know you're shooting and i'm like okay if it's short i can appreciate that if it's 80 100 yard shot and i need to be up make sure you have those because i don't know what we're going into right. but here's what i know if i'm shooting across canyon 200 yards out 300 yards out the further out you go the 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 more opportunity i have to use my system well i was uber impressed because they had a strategy yes and i said do you get a lot of standing up shots and he said almost every one and i was like well cool well the reason they do is because that's their strategy is they have they're prepared to help the client by providing shooting sticks well I think they by the end of the hunt they figured out because I mean mine went mine went everywhere they're just yeah. they're just in extension. Well, it's funny because I asked Ryan Johnson after the first night we walked or the first morning when we walked back to the truck. I go, "Did you bring your shooting sticks?" And he goes, "No." And I said, "And I said, you know, I was like, Brian, you need to bring them." Um, and and then he's like, "Oh yeah, you know what I do." Because that's the one thing I, I can leave if we're going on a short walkabout. Okay, I can I can you leave your pack. I, I'll leave my pack in yep. some circumstances, but what I won't do is leave my shooting sticks. Right. Um, 
And uh, I've watched other guy booking agencies that have big t- television shows, and and uh, they're out of the what north what uh, northwest, right? And uh, um, you're talking about the big guy that forgot to bring a well, rangefinder on, on, on a desert sheep on hunt a desert sheep and didn't hunt have a bipod on his gun, doesn't have a bipod on his shooting gun, sticks. Didn't have a shooting. You sticks. saw the same episode. I saw it too. And I'm sitting here going, okay, <laughs> you are a booking agent, and and you actually have this thing that you're sponsored marketing. by ammo companies and, and sponsored and, by a rifle company usually. Well, and, a and for sure a scope, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Geez, I know I saw that same thing. He missed. He was just winging bullets at that desert. Right. And sheep. What I don't want to do is talk bad about him. No, no, but, no. I'm but, just saying it was surprising. But that's how apparent it is. So it's it's not blatant. So if you're listening today, my question to you is, if you're going to go on a guided hunt and you're going to spend all this money, there's some controllables that you can get involved in educating yourself on and making controllable. And one of them is your approach to shooting and building a shooting platform or an approach. And I would say we do that aggressively in the class. We teach how to build an approach to different types of shots, whether it be sitting, kneeling, or prone, right or wrong. 100%. Right. And it's an amazing evolution when we watch people that – got there that were worried about shooting something at four and 500 yards. And at the end of the day, they're sitting on their rump rows. This is my favorite part of the shooting school. When they're sitting on their rump with shooting sticks and their backpack and they're hitting a plate at 700 yards. Yep. That's neat. (laughs) Yeah. That is a, that makes it, that makes me happy every single time. Yeah. That's really cool because it's an experience for them and that evolution is a part of the experience of the shooting yeah. academy. So you obviously this shooting academy has evolved from a from us taking a bunch of different classes, from us being around lots of different hunters. What's what do you think is the biggest difference in these academies versus other ones you've seen been to? Well, I think the – so we've integrated – like the best class I've ever been to that really – okay, so um, I was I was blessed to be able to shoot with, uh, you know, in, in the archery tournament field with a lot of the leaders in that industry um, at that time when I was shooting tournament archery. Right. And so they taught me some real fundamental basics to shooting a bow, you know, a three-point facial anchor reference point, you know, to have th- uh, three points. And and I know that's not comfortable for everybody, but when you learn how to build your archery shot, you can tighten up your group significantly. If you only have one anchor point, you know, and thumb way buried behind your head, that's that's not the best way to do it. Now I'm not saying it doesn't work for some people and they mm-hmm. can't get good at it, but it's just not the right way. And so when I got into this game, um, I went to Texas Pistol, and they really emphasize cheek weld, mm-hmm. reticle focus, and placement. Does that make sense? Right. And they concentrated on uh, trigger squeeze and um, breathing. You know, they didn't care if it was at the bottom or the top. They didn't want you. They wanted consistency. They wanted consistency. Yeah. They they wanted. They didn't want two things. They didn't want you holding your breath, and they didn't want you rushing your shot. Right. So so, I, I wanted to use that as a reference because that was one of that was a big big wow moment for me when we really started. My groups went from maybe a minute to half a minute to quarter minute. You know, and then my group went to really whatever the set group of the gun is. Right. Well, what, <laughs> what, what gun did you bring down? Because that was your that was your first ever. And how far I did you nothing. guys shoot? Uh, uh, to a thousand yards. A thousand. Yards. And so it's twenty two two fifty wasn't adequate. It wasn't the right gun. Nope. It's funny because I've done all kinds of different schools before, and some like one you were going to go with me one time, and there was a, a turbulence in the force, so to speak, in your life, right? Yeah. But but that gun that the market crashed. The market crashed. Yeah. Um, but that, that one was specifically designed at cross canyons and those were shooting big 38s. I mean, pretty much. Yeah. And I was going to bring my seven, which would have been a smaller rifle for that. But but it was still would have worked, but, but that was a, that was ELR type stuff where we were shooting a mile and we were shooting at dawn with low winds and big guns. And, you know, that's a strategy. There's so many different strategies. We've also been to one where, it, I think uh, that one they focused on manageable guns. That was about the first one 
that we'd ever seen that was like ours where they managed they focused on manageable guns they liked they liked 65 at that time it was a 65 284 that was their favorite elk gun I have to tell you that was a really good school it team. was it was really, really good, good really good he did a great job um and we've incorporated a lot from that and, and we've stolen some ideas in some of the program but uh but even caliber selection and things like that for Western hunting, like that one with the big 338s, that was really designed for his one application. Well, that's not what we do day in. No, ours is a hunting application. So right. I would say the thing that I see at ours has evolved and what really separates ours from all the other ones I've done is we, we definitely want to build your approach to the shot and we want to have you become really good at understanding the fundamentals of shooting and marksmanship. But we also want to have you understand the fundamentals of building your building platform. your platform. Yeah. Yep, building that platform. So how, th- these are the tools you have. You have a backpack, you have shooting sticks, and you have a flat piece of you, ground. It might be a chunk of rocks that you have to exactly. Y- you manipulate your environment for. Yep. And you're looking at how do I build the platform right now with what I have, and uh, I think that that for me is the thing because then. It's it's so duplicatable in the field no matter where you go. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And uh, even like the shot I had to make, um, I used the rut in the two-track um, on the side of the mountain from an old logging road to shoot completely across the canyon to lay in at a 90 to my gun. And then I built my gun up on the ridge in there mm-hmm. and extended my bipods. And then, you know, of course, we use Because you had a steep uphill angle on your shot uphill angle yeah and and uh and yeah i was surprised you were when i when i recreated the shot when When i got over there and looked back yeah like it didn't totally surprise me but my guide said there's no way he could and i said well if he didn't i know exactly i can tell you exactly where he would have been at and he goes, no way, man. <laughs> <laughs> no way, man. That wasn't a word. And um, uh, I said, I, I, I'm sure he tried. Because we, we always try to get if we can get as prone. low as can. We can if we can get prone, yep. perfect. But we can't always. And, no. Um, so that I would say the shooting sticks is a really neat application of, of the shooting academies. Um, I would, I, you know, on, on, the, on the ones that we have a course, it's like a golf course, a super cool golf course. Where there's no drivers, the driver's a, a, a trigger, <laughs> the nut, the nut behind the trigger, so to speak, huh? Uh, there's no putters on that golf course. No, I, I, so, so just, I'm, I'm just gonna make reference. I don't mean to make this salesy, but we do want to have you come, Dave Cooley. God rest his soul. Uh, he's on, on the, the on the page. I know, that. I saw that. Um, and uh, boy, I tell you what, that guy was a good shot. He became a great shot, and he always said he learned three to four things every time he came. And after the first time, it's not about learning more from the course. It's about learning more about yourself with this shooting approach. So if you've been to these before, I promise you we'll challenge you. But the course, uh, the, the uh, shooting course, Academy 1, um, is uh, basically on a, on a firing range with um, – and we teach you – we want to teach you group – Getting natural point of aim, getting your approach to the rifle, uh, the fundamentals of marksmanship, and then building your approach. And what we charge for that, just so everybody knows, is fifteen hundred bucks. That includes a gun and your bullets. Can't find it anywhere else. Rental, rental. Yeah, yeah. Ba- Prov- provides yeah. provided a gun and the ammo to shoot with it. That's all set up. It's all set up. So you, all you got to do is get here, and then you can go home and use any one of your rifles with what you've learned. The reason we evolved to that is because we just had people bring in their own rifles. Even the rifles of some of these other reputable um, rifle builders, th- the wheels were falling off the bus because they didn't have them set up right. They changed their bullets. They changed their turret. They re-zeroed it. And we were spending so much time reacquiring um, optimal performance from system purchased elsewhere that it was interrupting the class from the evolution of the other students in shooting so we just include the gun and the bullets for that class and i think it's genius yeah well of course i do but it's it's our school it's like you go you you want to learn how to ride a horse you learn how to ride a horse with a horse that already knows 
what he's supposed to do. Right. And you, you learn that part instead of learning, okay, now we're going to have to get the tool or the horse or the rifle to work properly. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly right. So what we do is we take that variable out of it and we know then if you're not on, it's not, it's not the system. Mm -hmm. It's, it's the approach, the application or the attitude that you're moving towards that. Well, it's interesting because you, you clearly have that screen up and Dave Cooley's sitting, he's sitting, sitting up, shooting off his shooting sticks. Mm -hmm. And this was, what was this? The fifth or sixth time shooting Dave tool he'd been to has been to with us yeah and one year he took another company's three classes um he 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 wanted to better himself but he was doing this because he had a what did he have a bighorn sheep hunt this year yep and he he considered it a tune-up and he called us after he would he called us like monday or tuesday after this one which yeah would have i been learned a few more things i learned a few more things <laughs> can't believe yeah, all the times I've done it, learned. I, I picked up a couple of pointers. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty confident about my sheep hunt. That was and, pretty neat. Uh, yeah, and so just so you know, if you wanted to reference the Dave Cooley story, it, I don't know which podcast it is, but we did have a podcast, um, and he had passed away, literally gutting out and caping his uh, caping his big orange sheep. sheep for his grand slam, and there and there's the big orange sheep right there. Anyway, um, so stop in someday and say, hey, I heard about uh, the bone cave in the back. I want to see it. And we will bring you back and give you the tour. Anyway, um, so course number one uh, or level one, academy level uh, one. By, by the way, that was episode 134. Oh, excellent. Good job, Bleep. I appreciate it. So this is course number is RBSDSA-01. Um, RBSDSA. Uh, that's Rolling Bone, South Dakota Shooting Academy is what that is abbreviated. R B S D S A dash O one, and we want you to um, come here. Bring your sunscreen, your sunglasses, um, day packs. It says notebook and pens, but just the secret: we give you a range book um, and pen, <laughs> um, a range finder, bug repellent, water. Um, and any snacks that you prefer, but meals are included in your day and a half course. Um, and there's some pretty damn good meals too. The last mm-hmm. night we do prime rib, um, really and it's good. really good. And then uh, ear, uh, you know, ear pro if you have them, and then shooting sticks, whatever shooting sticks you have. We suggest the collapsible, um, you know, uh, hammers. Now the hammers are hard to find. I understand that. Um, the Primos makes one. Stony points. Stony points. But I would tell you this. You don't have to bring those either. Come here. You can buy them if you like them because we are a dealer for hammers, and we have plenty of them here. It's, uh, we're one of the handful of dealers across the country that has plenty of them, and you can get them right here. So that's Academy 1, and we love the Academy. We love teaching it, and it is a phenomenal experience. You land in Spearfish, South Dakota, whichever time you get in here, you'd land in Rapid if you're flying. But anyway, get to Spearfish. Uh, we got great accommodations around here. You get your own hotel. Friday night you check in. There's a classroom. There's a, um, a gift dump on your table. You get all kinds of stuff from us, um, and uh, you get a hoodie, a baseball cap, um, uh, range book, um, all kinds of stuff. And anyway, uh, then we take you out. The next day we get you shooting right away. And then uh, breakfast here, lunch in the field, and then we do a uh, South Dakota beef dinner. Um, with beef. Beef. What's, what's, what's for dinner? <laughs> so anyway, yeah, super nice. Um, but it, it is. It helps a lot of people. And, and our goal is to help as many people get more comfortable and better at that. Um, and What we found is people that shoot at these academies, they become much more in tune with uh, their rifle systems, and they just enjoy shooting more because it really opens some doors uh, for them. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying because Hayden Fry, the the greatest football coach of all time, said one time – I can't even say anything right now. I know. My team sucks so bad. I know. Oh, my gosh. See, my alma mater. So you, you, and, you, and, you and Palmer just have to listen to that for right, right now. Shea McGowan. <laughs> it's Shea McGowan. Oh yes, oh. all you Huskers oh just my gosh. have to listen to that. We were so good when we were there. This is sad. So anyway. 
So anyway, um, Hayden Fry used to say, "If you did it, it's not bragging." Yeah. Okay, that was his yeah. it, that was his big thing. But my point is, is and I don't want to sound like we're bragging here, but we continuously year after year hear this from our outfitters. We know when one of your guys comes into camp that's been to your shooting academy that he's going to get the job done. They're better shots. We want to build better shooters in the field. That's yeah. what we want to do. You know, and that, and that would what I was going to ask, pick up on Brad's point a little bit too and just ask you this question uh, to either of you, but there's a lot of uh, shooting schools out there and there's a lot of uh, companies that book hunts and adventure outdoor companies out there. But putting them under the same umbrella like Rolling Bones, Good why question. did you do that? Okay, I'll, I'll answer first, then you can. Brad and I would go to, sh- we would go shoot, and people would ask us two things. Number one, when we get to camp, and we'd be there vetting for our booking agency, right? For our booking service. And they would say, Well, what are you shooting? You're in camps all over. And then we had the guns that we built for ourselves. So that's where the evolution of building our own gun came from. Okay, uh-huh. or having a gun partnership with somebody. Sure. And it started with Jeff Sipe um, at yep. Montana Rifle Montana Company. Rifle. You remember that? I do remember that. And um, and shit, I drew, drove up there all day long, and then Jeff came down here, and Jeff and Brad spent hours, countless hours together. and Putting it all together. Putting it all yeah. together. And we had an amazing system in place, and we sold a ton of those, and I still love that 300 rum with that flats break. Might have been one of my favorite shooting guns mm-hmm. ever, right? Mm-hmm. But anyway, so, so number one, it, it was like, like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Then number two, we would get to there and we would be riding in the truck with our guides or on the mountain or going somewhere. And the number one thing they would say is, man, I wish other shooters, uh, other hunters would approach this like you guys do. Man, I wish. Um, and, we're, and we would be talking about how many shooting academies we went to. And I'll never forget, Brad's like, dude, we, we, could, we could run our own. Brian, we've been to dozens of these ourselves. We could run our own shooting academy. And then we engaged and solicited a guy by the name of Chip Beeman, um, yep. a former yep. Navy SEAL. I remember Chip. And, and he brought us a, a, a curriculum with him, which was a, a, not, we, we it was used, a military, a militarized his what he used in the seals when he because he trained snipers right he which, was a, he was a sniper trainer right in the seals which it was good it was good and we adopted that mm-hmm. and then we i don't want to say we we took a left from it but we integrated more of our hunting, hunting. approach we we, t- we it needed to be less military-esque yeah. for our audience and way more hunting-esque a little more practical for the application what people came for yeah we're not shooting people we're shooting a deer yeah. and an antelope <laughs> exactly. right and yeah. and yes. so there, but the, a lot of his fundamentals were, yeah. you know, just unquestionably phenomenal. And um, Chip is a, an amazing human being, just a great guy. And anyway, so we started down the road, but it only made sense because we had people calling us all the time. So we thought, you know what, we'll just kind of create our own proprietary, not kind of, we'll build our own proprietary shooting academy. And we'll have our own proprietary rifle applications. If you want a rifle from us, great. If you want a Best of the West rifle, great. If you want a Gunworks rifle, great. You want a Red Rock Precision rifle, great. Those are all great companies, build great rifles. That And, and the other thing was, is our market wasn't the uh, um, Western Hunter, which those guys are, you know, uh, what do they call it? Wasatch Front, right? A lot Westies. Of, uh, yeah. <laughs> Like the Iowa, we we even kind of came up with a system with that 450 Bushmaster. You know, we we tried to help people. We serve the Eastern Hunter right. that's coming west. You know, and I mean, it's just a gun that people in the Wasatch Front wouldn't, they'd have no use for, would have no desire for, have no need for, unless they go hunt in Iowa. Yeah. Or, you know, I mean, so we've tweaked some things for for a different audience. Yeah, so did that answer your question, though? Yeah, yeah, I think so, and and I really think that as you referenced Brad a minute ago too, is that and and Brian, you too. So when 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 a Rolling Bones uh, uh, hunter, somebody that's booked an adventure with the with the outfitter, when they show up, there's a good chance that they're they know what they're doing. Well, and like you said, they really appreciate that. Yeah. So there's that that relationship between uh, the booking agency and the the client probably doesn't exist too many places. Well, it's interesting because some of the things, even our... Well, even some of them have gravitated yeah. towards that. And I'm not saying they've mimicked us, but there's bigger marketing. There's there's older booking agencies and application services than we are out there. And they have been quick to adapt some of our ideas. 
And so some of them have definitely uh, proclaimed and started down this road. Does that make sense? Yep. But not with the shooting academy like we do yet. I haven't seen that. That's where I was going with that. Yeah. The rifles, yes. They've adopted it because they could have somebody make them their signature line rifle. Sure. Yeah. And, and Easy. The, yeah. And that makes sense for them. Yeah. Um, why, why wouldn't they want to sell a few uh, to their followers or do whatever they want? I, you know, you can't begrudge somebody for doing no, that. I, no, I mean, no. the goal yeah. for us was, was really to help people and put them into a more successful, higher shot opportunity, higher success rate opportunity on, I mean, how many people come out and, and, and they've never, if you've never gotten dropped off in a float plane before, I mean, you got all, you're, you're overwhelmed. Well, let's take a chunk of it and just make it comfortable. The rifle system, being comfortable with your getting the shot off, being comfortable getting an animal that you're not used to looking at in your rifle scope, all that stuff. We've tried to make it comfortable and repeatable for people. So that that's where that's that's like so. So to your point, I'm going to mention a couple names. Okay, Troy Fridley, Brian Wolf. Okay, Um, and 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 Hootie. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, Troy and Brian have taken it to another level because they're here all the time, right? But um, here's two guys that are great shots with their bow, okay? Because they're Iowa hunters, okay? <laughs> Muscatine, Iowa. Mm-hmm. So you've heard us talk about the Muscatine, Iowa boys. Yep. And so, um, I, I mean, they're always, always, always calling too and asking questions. We're more than just a booking service for them. We're consulting for them. And um, so Troy and Brian, I don't know between the two of them how many shooting schools they've been to, but it's a bunch. But when you see those two suckers, now I love having them in class (laughs) because when they show up to class, it's like, actually, we, we try to separate them now. We did this last school. We're like, Troy, you're down with me. <laughs> Brian, you're down at that end. I think Darren was with Brian last time because Darren does. Brian doesn't need help and Troy doesn't need help. But what they do is they provide an example of specifics that we can point to when other people are on the range and they still they get can, something from it, but they have yeah. built. They have, man. I'm telling you, those two guys are killers, man. They could throw a gun down any scenario, any place. I would take. And they're them. they're very similar to Dave Cooley. What he he would always every year he wanted to come back and do at least one of our shooting shooting academies, academies yeah. with us just to get tuned up to get tuned up and ready for the upcoming hunting season. Well, you asked Brian which one's his favorite, and he's been to both of them all. I mean, he just is always coming out here. Or, Troy, you ask either one of them which one's your favorite, uh, the advanced class or level one or level two academy, and they'll be like, mm, I think one, mm, maybe two. <laughs> mm, well, one for this and two for that. You, because yeah, they, they, yeah. they get so much, you know what I'm saying, and they're yeah. always just trying to take it to the next level for him. I remember Hootie last year. He was talking talking to us in Iowa at the Iowa show. And he said, you know, this year you really spent some time covering – I can't remember what it was. And he goes, that was new. I'd never heard that before. And I nope. Right. <laughs> we, we do it all the time. He's like, you know, you just pick up other stuff, don't you? And so that was neat, you know. hundred uh, percent. So, But so, so when you say the repeat, repeatability – I think that that's the thing I like the best is that we've watched the evolution of some of these hunters and then you watch what their results are. And, and then like Brian and Troy, I mean, they, I think they have every one of our rifles as we've evolved. They could have a history lesson in the right. If we need to call them to get a timeline (laughs) of our rifles, we'll just have to dial them up, bring a rifle out, brother. We can't find one of ours or we've sold it because they have the timeline in their gun case. And they've been with that same evolution as the game has changed. Um, and, uh, um, and then the other thing I would say that we do a little bit different is, um, with our, with our rifle systems is we really do want to learn what you're going to be doing the most of your hunting or as a hunter what you're going to be doing most for hunting. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think I think what you're saying is my my analogy to that is you're getting to the shooting system now away a little bit away. I from, am. I'm deviating a little bit. And, yes. and I always Thank say you. buy your 90% shooting system as your not core. your what if yes don't buy the what if gun what if i go shoot that what if i go hunt this what if i and and that's what we've gravitated toward these a little bit lighter calibers i mean we're not shooting the 300s hardly at all 
um, you know, seven's a bigger gun for us, the, somewhere between the six and the – because buy the system that you're going to use the majority of the time, and then you can kind of fill in around the spaces on that. That's that what, what I you're just, saying? That's what I was just writing yeah. down. So what I've watched, like, with Troy and Brian is that they have, they've built this whole repertoire – around and now they know what their basic rifle is mm-hmm. it does 70 80 percent of their application and then so they got real finite focused and i think that that's the other thing um without deviating and going into the rifle systems but i think you should touch on that um and how we choose that but the reality is is that at the end of the day um these guys come here they learn how to shoot they learn what's comfortable for them and then they realize, hmm, I'm a deer hunter and an elk hunter. And I don't need a 338 Lapois. I don't need a 300 Win Mag. I need a 6.5 PRC. I need a 6 Creed more and a 7 Mag. And um, and that's that's what I need. And, you know, I well, just... Those, those guys are a good example this year because they, they went on a moose hunt and they... Both shot great moose, but they didn't bring a prototypical moose gun. No, they both have seven mags in our systems, and they brought their six fives because they were easier. It was a mountain hunt. Right. And that's 90% of what they do now. Right. Is because they're mountain hunters. They They become mountain hunters from (laughs) Iowa. (laughs) But, I mean, and they're badass mountain hunters. You know what I'm saying? They they, they just go hit it, you know, because they – they have dev- we always want to help people evolve and develop their system and those two guys you know you call them today and say boom i need you here they're going to go they're going to pick their 65 prc your 65 prc that's what they brought out for this mountain moose hunt it was easy to get on their animal they were used to it comfortable repetition comfortable get behind it shoot put put a bullet in the lungs and they were able to i i, I don't know if they shot it once or multiple times it's easy they both to- killed it yeah right um so it's it's hilarious too um go ahead go ahead yeah so like um okay i i am a deer hunter from iowa i have a 12 gauge i shoot a deer slug why would i be interested in a shooting school i mean um or it could be from illinois for that matter well they now have a straight straight wall uh law in iowa right so you can use a 458 bushmaster the same application that we always say an extended range shot doesn't mean three to five. There's no said yardage to make extended range or extended or extreme yeah, range. Yeah, the, the 450 Bushmasters that we were putting together, you could still – we cited them in from 100 to four. I mean, it, it, it made them a more usable rifle system even though – they're not shooting a 7 meg. No, they can take a 7 meg out and put a thermal on it and shoot it at night. Mm-hmm. Apparently, mm-hmm. that's safe. Brad, I can't get over that thing in the Iowa deal um, and that. It's, it's, it's more for the deer probably than it is the uh, – um, but anyway, Brad just has a hard time with the, the safety thought fewer, of fewer allowing – There's too many people to shoot, to shoot seven mags there. Or six five the creep more in the daylight. But well, go ahead and do it at night. I think it's because the party hunting is still a thing. Well, and a seven, well, and you a, can party hunt. In Iowa. Oh yeah, and a seven mag mm-hmm. is not going to be stopped by corn no. husks. No, co- you know corn stalks. But uh, a slug is going to get slowed down pretty quick. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha, gotcha. And so I think that I would, I would assume they've just had, yeah, because it's not uncommon to get shot in Iowa. Anyway, um. So, but I would be interested in, in doing the shooting school as kind of a gateway to maybe uh, taking my hunting career to another level. Hundred percent. Well, last year I forget the gentleman's name. He's from uh, Sumner, Iowa. Lives next to uh, Art Roberts, um, one of my dad's former foremen. And I'm gonna think of it here in a little bit. But he came out. He hadn't bought a rifle, but he wanted to take the course because he wants to take his game to the next level. And and we put him right in there and worked with. It. He shot amazing. Come on, no, I'm embarrassing myself. I will figure his name out. But anyway, he uh, um, he did a great job. But that's what he came out for. So I think that that's I think that that's really what I would encourage people to do. And uh, we shoot just so you know during the classes you're going to shoot a six mag, or I'm sorry, six yeah, six, six Creedmoor, yeah, six millimeter. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what you're going to shoot. And uh, I just shot a elk with one. With one, a big elk, mature, 340-type yep. bull, 50-inch beams. How many rounds will you go through one. a student? Well, oh. I mean a student coming to a shooting school, level one, how many rounds will you go through? Level ones are typically about 100 rounds. 
Okay. Shoot 100 rounds on level one in that one day. That's, you know. Yeah. Uh, what's five boxes? 100, 100 rounds. rounds. Yeah. Five to six boxes. Yeah. yeah. But, that, but it's rounds. pretty easy to shoot rifle, though. I mean, it doesn't. You know, there's no not a lot of no. or anything like that. The, the, you're not going to get beat up at this rifle. No, and no. Uh, um, and it's going to pack. Uh, it's going to pack a punch, and it's going to work out to a thousand yards just fine. And it has good BCs, so it's forgiving in the wind to some degree, or at least it's tolerable to wind that we can call, and uh, um, it works well. And then this the, the uh, level two is a really neat course because we that's the golf course yeah i was gonna ask golf what the difference with, between uh, the two gun clubs we call them <laughs> I, I like that idea i love that idea <laughs> now what's the difference between level one and level two i gotta tell you i think level two we're gonna move down to six students and cap it hmm. okay three and three um the reason being is because it gets so involved at your approach and we want you shooting, and we want you experiencing wind. We want you calling your own wind. We want you listening to your buddy call your wind for you. And we want you to call your buddy's wind um, without Brad. I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> Hold right. Um, <laughs> I like this one. Um, 800 um, yards, um, that's a 15-mile-an-hour wind. Give me nine minutes. What? <laughs> What? Okay. Um, so that, gotta, that, that, that would be me. S- that would be you've me. You've got to start somewhere. <laughs> right. And that's what it is. And that's exactly what it is. You throw a basketball up for the first time and it's a brick and it's super short. You go, mm, maybe I should give it a little bit more energy. Or you start giving it too much energy, you back yeah. it off. you got to get that touch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 15-mile-an-hour wind, 6-millimeter, 800 yards. You're not giving it nine minutes. Yeah. How many? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go three. Yeah, well, it all depends on now. Now that's a good question. Now it all depends on the um, degree of application of said wind to bullet, right? Because okay. if you're at a if you're at a ninety the and you're across the wind, it's got a full out. value or a quarter value or three quarters value. So we teach that, and we teach the formula, the generalized formula to um, do it. But then what do happens? It on your own. Yeah, do it on your own. Mm-hmm. But then what happens? And, we, I, and I get excited about this because I got to tell you, it's my favorite. It's such an experience for people. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> this is this is, for a lot of people. They consider it an adventure. This is just a short adventure. This is a three day adventure. You know, go out there Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. We shoot. Uh, it's fun. It's uh, a mini adventure. The advanced schools two and a half days. Yes, yeah. we, we it touches three days. The um, I shouldn't call it advanced because it's it's diff- le- the level two touches three days, level one touches two days, Friday night and Saturday, and um, the level two touches Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday. Okay. But it, it's really designed to get you tuned up for your hunts. Um, you know, do you need it if you're sitting in a box blind? I don't. I don't know that you do, but this is this is designed for. Okay, I'm, I've got all my gear. What gear do I need? How do I set my gear up? How, how do I bring what I need? Not a bunch of crap that I don't need. And uh, what puts me in the best position to successfully exit? Like Palmer comes out here and on that sheep hunt what was a 900 yard shot in the last day. Yeah. Now he, here's a guy. You look at Shay and Scott. Okay, uh, the two docs. Um, they leave because of there's there's an inherent connection, if you will, or I guess it because of what they do for a living, they're always studying to get better because they're practicing, right? Well, so and they, practice is yep. what they do. Yep. So and they're used to taking courses. They're used to taking courses. Right. Practical courses. That's that's where a lot of this came from for me too. I'm used to taking. Okay, I want to I want to learn financial services. Same. So thing. I travel all over and I so and I do the same course. thing. I took a shooting course <laughs> for placing implants. Right. And, and pretty soon I get I you know I get my whatever status through that well that's how you that's how well, you those do two guys and they did the same thing as well but they come out here but then when they leave they go home and shoot a lot and there's they no set question. up a 1200 yard course now on, <laughs> on his place he's like oh my gosh oh. <laughs> yeah well scott's got a little farm well, scott's got his, a farm and he set up his own course so does troy so does brian yeah i mean you know they shoot all the time and so i think that you know one of the things I see is that I, I love to see what people get out of it. I love to watch them grow. I love them watching, consuming. 
But like you said, it's an absolute experience. The level two course is a three-day adventure, and the level one is a one-day adventure. Um, let's do the level two, um, and let's talk about it quick. While you're looking, yeah. I want to shout out to Kenneth Redman, huh? He sent us today we got <laughs> – what do we get? He was busy. I assume he listens to our podcast. His dad listens to the podcast something because uh, – he sent us pictures that he drew. <laughs> Hand drawn. Hand drawn. Lindley opened that package and she she was almost like she was digging for the note to go. I, I need to know what this is about. But there From was no Clifton note. Clifton Forge, Virginia, huh? Yep. He uh, drew a white tailed deer, a gray wolf, and now, Dad. He dated all of them, too, yeah. by the way. <laughs> Himalayan tar, Alaskan Yukon moose, a Shiras moose, a mule deer. I'm assuming this was a snow day in Virginia or something. My goodness a stone gracious, sheep, look at that. A feral I like hog. the stone sheep, too, because it, it's it's, uh, um, it's appropriate it's, colors. <laughs> yeah, I it's mean, it's, it's like he's got the white where the white's supposed yeah. to go. Desert big The feral sheep. hog is probably my favorite, too. He's got the razorback Elk, on it. doll sheep, that one was the quickest. <laughs> oh, yeah, white. Payne, <laughs> hey, if you're listening to this podcast, go to our Instagram. The girls are going to give him a shout-out tomorrow. Um, and share it and like it because we can get it out. I don't. We don't know. He wrote no note to us <laughs> yeah, or nothing. Nothing. It's, an, it's anonymous other than the return envelope. But it honestly horn. is the best gift we've been given. <laughs> Alaska brown Kodiak bear. I, I like that. I like that brown Kodiak bear. <laughs> oh, look at that. Look at that. Look at the claws he's got the on claws that on thing. It, yeah. Exactly. It's a cool. bison, yeah, an American an alligator, and a caribou. So oh, that's yeah. pretty impressive. That's hey, like, Kenneth, oh. Kenneth, you the man, shovels. brother. You the man. He's got shovels on that caribou. Yes, he does. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, awesome. so Shooting Academy 2, just so everybody knows, you can bring your own rifle um, or you. this is where you will – you know, we would – a lot of people bring their own rifles. Now, you don't have to, okay, um, but the rifle rental is not included in this, and the rifle rental and ammo – are uh, 750 bucks because you're going to be burning out our barrels <laughs> um, because because you're going to shoot about 200 rounds and uh, it's going to be maybe up to 250. There's a lot of shooting in this uh, course and so uh, the price on that member price is 2200 bucks for two and a half days of instruction and hunting in Montana. It's still priced super reasonable and that includes all your meals. Um, dinner when you get here Friday, breakfast uh, fr uh, Saturday morning, lunch in the field Saturday, dinner Saturday, um, breakfast Sunday morning, lunch in the field Sunday, and then everybody usually busts out of here, but we still have a bunch of munchies for you to take. Right. We usually do like pulled pork, so if you're heading to the airport, you can just grab a sandwich and a bag of chips and get in your rental and head back. So we feed you like kings. While you're here, um, we have a catering company that comes in. It's uh, Black Hills Butcher Block, and uh, um, and uh, what's it called? Um, I should know the name of it. Uh, Old Dutch Oven Catering. There you go. And uh, they, uh, um, it, it's it's phenomenal. The food is world class. I would say. Am I right? Really good. Yes. That's so amazing. That was uh, that was my. That's so, what I used for Christmas. So so twenty nine fifty with a rifle and your ammo, or twenty two hundred um, with your own rifle and just our instruction. In that, the focus is on shooting and becoming more proficient uh, mountain type hunter, but it also there's a lot of the range finding skills, spotting skills, um, how to set up for different uh, multiple potential shots, stuff like that. So it's. It's uh, it's more than a shooting course. I would say it's a, a skills, it's a skills, and we're not course. equipped to babysit you if it's raining. We're level one. We can kind of accommodate a little bit for the rain, but we still need you to have rain gear in level one. Level two, you need to have. It happens rain or shine. This is a hunting application. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. And you're going to be out there in the rain, so we want you to bring rain gear. Okay. Um, rain gear and sunscreen. <laughs> rain gear and sunscreen. Well, you're, just you're, like you would in the field anyway. Right. Yep. Now, the other thing we want you, level one, we don't want you bringing your shooting schools, don't need to bring your shooting mats. Level two, if you have a shooting pad that you use, we want you to bring it. If you have a um, spotting scope, we want you to bring it. We want you to bring everything you want 
or need if you were going on an elk hunt, a high mountain mule deer hunt, a sheep hunt. To develop your system and become more comfortable and proficient with your system. And then we would also encourage you to bring your layering system because in level two we do what's called a gear drop or a bag dump, as Brad would call it. And what we do is each one of us unloads our bag. We have it packed for the hunting season. And we have, I would say it's 70% of what we take all year long is what we're going to drop out of that bag and everything to the the multi-purpose tools we use. Even to this weekend, last weekend we were hunting and the guide needed some wire. And he said, dude, does anybody have a Leatherman? And I said, yep, no problem. I got one. He's like, are you kidding me? And I went to my lid, unzipped one of my compartment packs, opened it up, handed him a blue handle Leatherman with the pliers and the nippers on it, put it back in there. And he's like, dude, where did you get that? And I'm like, I've had this for 15, literally 15 years. It's funny because he handed it to me and I go, oh, this is just like Brian's. <laughs> and he goes, do, 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 do. It is Brian's. <laughs> exactly. So so the, the things we use, we use, and we want to share that with you. And so level two, um, we do a lot of that. And, uh, and then, uh, yeah. And then we also, I just got to give a shout out because I was just making all the stuff this, and we have to pick the date. Um, we do an Argali Club shoot. And that is, that is two and a half days, and um, that's that's by invite only, and that's for um, our elite elite clients that uh, hunt all over the world with us, that have been to several shooting schools, and uh, that's by invite only. So that's something to aspire to, maybe. Oh yeah, and that one you talk about um, kicking it up a notch. You guys like go to Jake's and oh, we do. We <laughs> we go to the Buffalo Jump. We go. <laughs> we we have every night's cocktails, uh, Camus, mm, and right. and and for that we we if there's a new pack like last time we did it we did Metcalf. Yes, packs. that's right. That's right. Remember every that. guest got a pack with the Argali yeah. Club uh, logo stitched on it. A and, really uh, really nice. Yeah, and we give gifts every day. Yeah, and uh, that's that's. Uh, that's a, but that's how much we. This has evolved, and we like it. You know what I'm saying? You know, I have a question though. With with the Hunter Expedition Layway Plan, which we'd be getting a lot of questions about that uh, through the email and so forth, which is great. People are interested. Um, would this per- possibly apply to a shooting school for somebody? Hundred percent. We have people that that okay, so they can't. So it's fifteen. Like I know we have a client right now, and I, again, I don't want to drop any names because everybody's money's the same. How much they have doesn't matter because it's all relative to scale. Does that make sense? Right. Um, a ten thousand dollar hunt for one guy is is the same um, economics to scale as a fifteen hundred dollar hunt for another guy. Right. Right. And yeah. um, so we have guys right now that are making payments. They left last year and they're making payments for level two on the hunt expedition layaway plan. Now they might even have enough money to do it, but they went. What the hell? Throw it on my credit card next 12 months, break it up over a 12-month period. They put $500 down, and they broke it up, and they're already registered for next year's class, and they don't feel it. There's no pain. And uh, when they show up, they don't have any money involved in handing us. It's done. Yeah. Wow. That's nice. Yeah, so you can break it up into much smaller payments depending on how much time you have. have You're talking about the help plan, Hunt Expedition Layaway Plan. that's right. I think you came up with that acronym. (laughs) If you've got 12 months and uh, shooting school is 1500 um, you know, 150 bucks a month. Yeah, I think Kelly wants 250 bucks down to hold your spot. You know what I'm saying? Um, And then it's probably 100 bucks a month. Yep, 100 bucks a month, the way you go. You know what I'm saying, and and you got it taken care of. Yep, and you'll so, have a rifle, you'll have ammunition for that rifle, first ammunition. You, you just, just get, get out get here. here. Yeah. yeah, and 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 dude, because where can you even go and have have something like that? I mean, we've tried to make this an inclusive club, not an exclusive club. Yeah. It's important. It's important. Man, I tell you what, it's 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 super important, and uh, um, it's just like taking people hunting. I mean, we got guys right now. When you talk about the help plan. We have guys that have three and four hunts booked with us that would have never been able to do it this. That's awesome. Because yeah. they put $500 down on, you know, 1000 2000 All of a sudden, they got their three dollars $4,000 allocated for payments, and they're going three and four and five years from now. They're hunting in 24, 25, and 26. And they know what they're doing. They're making their payment when the one's paid for. The other one just rolls over and starts paying. And so they got hunts booked. And yeah. without that plan, they'd never be able to do it. They'd right. be going to shows, kicking tires, thinking about it, and we got them set up. And they're on the adventure track. Boom, on their way, you know. Yeah. That's why we hashtag everything hunt plan. Yeah. 
You know, it, but now listen, Brad's hunt plans are different, but not really. You know, he's been spending $3,000 a year since he was a dentist out of school and couldn't afford it. He tells the story all the time. Um, you know, my take-home pay was nine ninety seven. dollars when he started as a dentist. And he, by God, he was figuring out how to score skimp enough money every year to get his applications in and i know he wasn't lying you know how i know because that was 26 yeah. 27 years ago and yep. he has points 26 and 27 <laughs> years and it's like he's got points in colorado south dakota you know utah da, da, da. i'm like holy yeah. shit man he goes yeah there was many nights i wanted to stay at the bar later but i knew i had to get the points the next day <laughs> So anyway, priorities, uh, man, uh, exactly. <laughs> and that's all it is. And, and so this help plan, it just does that for him. But anyway, we can go back to shooting schools. I get fired up. I'm, 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 I'm They're a lot of fun. Like the Argali. I don't I, mean you, you were so talking. Motor. I excused myself for a moment. To yeah. Use you restroom. had to go use Morris code. <laughs> so anyway, Brad, um, Brad pees in Morris code sometimes. Oh, <laughs> so a little TMI there. I'm just teasing. <laughs> So uh, don't you go to the doctor pretty soon? <laughs> I shouldn't say this personal stuff. Hey, we're well, we all gotta, friends. We gotta uh, get everybody back on the track exactly. here. <laughs> so yeah, the Argali Club. That's uh, we do that right before we go in August. Yeah. Our hunt season. Our hunt season starts, and Brian and I shoot at that. Just so you know. Oh yeah, the, the Argali Club. You're not getting this, so the Argali Club is by invite only, and there is a disclaimer that Brad and Brian are not instructors. We will give you coach. We are coaches, but we are on the field coaches for that two and a half days because we are not taking a back seat to uh, squeeze in the trigger that, and that warm it up. First the year, I, I said there's no classes. We're not doing it. This is just a fun golf course shoot. That's how guys. it developed. We and invited a few people just to go shoot with us. But, you know, on the hill, there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff that goes on. And I think Jim Bonanno was We're still oh, instructed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah. still instructing. But my favorite – that's my favorite. My favorite at the Argali Club is because everybody knows it's coming now. When we line up at 300, 400, and 600 on the side of that hill, and we have three targets, and you have to go up over the ridge, that berm, and you sit down, it. and you it's time on the clock. It. It's on the clock, and you got to make all three shots. So it's simulating. I hit a mule deer. I hit him back. He ran up the hill. The outfitter's yelling in your ear, shoot again, shoot again, shoot again. you got to shoot it again. And then you, and you can't rage him, and we take him up blind. What? And yeah. and then they they can't range before we got to go up blind and then they got to range them. We wow. uh, well when I used to shoot competitions I incorp we incorporated some of that. Yeah. We would draw a fan. Yeah. Okay, there's four targets and you have to find them. You have to range them. You're on the clock. Go. Yeah. Um, and we had and we done. keep people behind a bluff so nobody can go. Okay, if, so it doesn't help you by being the third or fourth or fifth. You know what right. I'm saying? We try to keep right. it blind. Right. So we create some real fun things. Yeah. And uh, well, um, just to be clear, Brad, uh, you're not actually talking about shooting on a real golf course. No, just to make sure people understand that point. Real. But I find real. This is a real golf course to me, man. <laughs> I will tell you this. I saw a meme the other day, and I swear I had this idea like 20 years ago. Golf would be a lot more fun. I used to tell my buddies in financial services seminars all the time that golfed. I'd say golf would be more fun if you'd let me stand on the corner of the tee box with my 20 gauge. And when you hit the ball and drive it, if I knock it out of the air, you got to take a stroke and you got to go again. <laughs> and then I just follow you around on the golf course, and every time i knock your ball out of the uh air with my shotgun then well, then you have to take a stroke now that would be wow. a real man's golf I, I, i've seen a guy in alabama do that with a golf ball an archery with a bow with a bow yeah yeah, yeah it's pretty phenomenal well but uh, no i just wanted to make sure that people were their mosquitoes <laughs> yeah, that's right <laughs> I, it's like shay shay what the hell, Shay, if you're listening to this, don't ever invite me on a hunt in wherever you're going in Northwest Territories in the middle of August because it's going to be warmer. Okay, I am not allergic to cold, but I am 100% allergic to a cloud of bugs all the time. So when I saw when I saw that text, wow. I should have answered wow. him back. I feel bad. Shay, I'm sorry I didn't answer you back. I wasn't rude. Um, trying to be rude. It's just Brad made me rude. He told me to ignore you, so it was Brad's <laughs> fault. <laughs> well, well, anyway, I, I just wanted to make sure the visual wasn't there. People are, you know, you're not actually shooting at the pin, the flag, other golfers, carts. You're not shooting at the golfers. sand traps. They're golfers. Or golfers. golfers. <laughs> Remember? 
If we Goom kill all the golfers, uh, aren't we going to go to jail, man? <laughs> but it, it's a fun game on the on the range. It's long hair, you've got it worked out. Wasn't that weed that they were smoking? Anyway? I don't know. Yeah. Yes, Caddyshack. It's, it's Caddyshack. Uh, yeah, we're no, referencing this is, Caddyshack. This is my version. We've digressed. Of golf. <laughs> my version of golfing is on the oh, okay. with the steel. Pin. Yeah, there's no flags and greens. Um, there might yeah. be there might be some green and there might be a flag. But here's the other thing about the. Uh, Academy 2, even Academy 1, we had put flags up, but we take flags down now. You know, we might want to reincorporate flags at Academy 1. Figure it out. Thinking out loud. I'm thinking out loud. It's just that we go back and forth. Um, but we don't yeah. We don't have flags, especially at Academy 2. And at the Argali Club, we definitely don't have flags. You're on your own. So, um, but, yeah, you know what? It's it's fun because then you, you got guys like Jonathan and Al. Al loves that course. Jonathan, Jonathan eats it with a spoon. He's like, this is like his cheesecake. You know what I'm saying? He, the, it, we got so many great shooters. Yeah. That that come out and are just proficient, man. They are amazing. Right. So um, we, I, it's fun to see the evolution. Um, Brian Johnson, you know that that dude can flat shoot, man. Yeah. Um, and he learns all the time. So um, anyway, yeah, I, I I hope this helps. And uh, um, I guess maybe this sounded like a solicitation for our shooting academy, but there's three things that outfitters tell us they want. Um, their hunter to be able to do and there's three angst they have number one okay target acquisition 100 percent it's so piss it pisses outfitters off so bad when they see the animal and you can't and now if it's a rush thing dude i've sat there and been confused because and so is brad i say it's right there and brad's looking past it 200 yards that, right. that that's that's gonna happen okay right. that's only normal in a rush situation does that make sense right but when you got the gun up the binoculars and the spotting scope on the animal at 375 yards and he's not interrupted at all and he doesn't know you're there and the hunter can't find him it pisses the outfitter off and these shooting academies help immensely uh -huh with stuff like that it's just stuff that you don't even think about and that how do you how do you replicate that and duplicate that in georgetown south carolina or whatever well right? and everybody needs practice at it i've we took some people out that are that that this year that we went out with that are hunters and uh i'm like uh hey give me a range on that animal and they're like oh yeah do you see that deer yeah give me a range mm, okay maybe i don't see that deer you know and that's hard for an outfitter when there's a communication breakdown and uh, getting visual observation of something finding it locating it is one of the key parts of communicating we help with that number two is that the outfitter feels like they have to build the approach and a guy has no idea how to even do what he needs to do to get the shot off and he's babysitting the shot and, and that's disappointing so we 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 hear that all the time and we spend significant time on building the approach and so you know um the, those are the two big ones and i would say the third one for us that we see all the time and hear all the time is lack of follow-up and communication of follow-up a guy doesn't know what to do when he says he misses um and he doesn't know what to reconfirm he doesn't have a checklist process okay did i miss and 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 i'm not busting on outfitters and guides that are listening to this but a lot of outfitters and guides don't see it the same way as you're going to see it when you leave this school I've had I, I've got a video of my friend Brad shooting a sheep in, um, and I'm not going to say what state we're at, just a sheep. And the outfitter said miss. And when we got back to camp two days later after a, an epic rodeo, sinking in rivers, exposed to the wilderness. 17-day tough hunt. 17-day tough hunt. Him and Brad and I are sitting in the, uh, um, in the, the base camp. And basically going, okay, uh, how'd your hunt go? How'd your hunt go? How'd your shot go? How'd your shot go? We were revisiting game film and looking at it on a little teeny screen like this. Um, it was confusing. When we got it back into the editing studio with you, Bleep, we were like, oh, Brad. Because Brad, like, I finally killed it and I had it back to zero at 540 yards. I'm like, not possible, Brad. And he goes, well, that's when he said it hit it. And so when we looked at the footage, the first shot, he pinwheeled it, and he said, miss. 
the bullet went clean through both lungs, and it just took a little bit of time for the um, animal to uh, have his lungs fill up right. and tip over. And then um, so the third thing is to be able to know your own um, follow-up, understand what your gun can do and not do, and count on yourself. That's a good example of that. That was a mistake on my part because I took my bipod off because I was tired of it catching on all the – all the stuff as I'm walking, and I was, I was tired, and I was getting. Well, we lazy. explain our mistakes yeah. and make sure people never make them. Yeah, we. That's yeah, one of the neat things about the video montage in our, mm. in in some of our academies. We show things that we should have done differently. Yeah, and that they can learn from. Yep. So anyway, listen. Um, uh, give us a shout, 605-644-8000, or go to rollingbones.com. And check out our courses. We would love to have you. Um, you're all welcome, no matter what your shooting ability is. Um, and even if you are Bobby Lee Schwager Jr., um, you know what? We've seen a few of you in our class, too. Um, even though you're more complex to deal with, we still love having you. So <laughs> that was just a little ribbing. Some, some guys know so much, but they knew one more thing. You know, they, they couldn't they couldn't get anything out of anything. So, no. anyway, I'm just having a little fun with it. But, honestly, just go to rollingbones.com, and um, when you click on it, you can click on courses. It'll explain it. There's some testimonials there. If you want testimonials, give us a shout or send us an email at hello at rbohome.com. We will put a link to the shooting school in the summary of the show on your iPhone or your Android phone. Perfect. And then you can go there. But in all honesty, we would love to have you. You're invited. Be our guest to our shooting school. Come on out, get registered, and we will roll out the red carpet and we will go have a lot of fun. The biggest thing is, is everybody's came back alive so far. So we're doing 100% on safety. No, we do. We do an immense amount of uh, precautionary things and uh, it's it's as safe as it can get. Yeah. And that's important. 100% important. But anyway, we appreciate so much you listening in. Make sure you share this podcast with a friend. If you could, we would appreciate it. The more the podcast grows, the more our membership grows, the more we get to serve you, the better we are. Um, and we do not take any endorsements for this. We are not pushing any products through this. Um, this is just simply organic. We love bringing it to you 140-some uh, weeks in a row. 144 weeks in a row. Um, we've brought you a new podcast, and we want to continue to. So, till next time, be safe, stay healthy, and happy hunting.